0: And a very warm welcome to A Leader's Impact. This is a podcast for business owners, managers, and change makers. Um, I'm Steph Coward, and I'm the Managing Director at Iris Software. I'm responsible for our HCM business within Iris. And I'm joined by my absolutely fabulous colleague, Steph Kelly, who's
1: our Chief People
0: Officer. Thank
1: you very much, Steph. Hi, guys, and thank you so much for listening. I'm really excited to be taking part in this podcast, especially because today we're going to be talking money and how employers can have meaningful conversations with staff about how they intend to support them through the cost of living crisis.
0: I know it's so difficult out there at the moment, isn't it? Uh, Every turn, there's a news headline about inflation, energy crisis. Changes in our economic and political landscape. So difficult for everyone out there to know what's going to happen next. So I think it's really no surprise, is it, that financial pressures are now probably the leading cause of stress outside work for UK professionals.
1: Yeah, absolutely, Steph, I can, you know, we're all sitting here and um, just wondering what's around the corner and trying to cope with what we've got in front of us now. And I looked at a recent survey that found that over 34 percent of UK employees feel stressed about their finances and 15% of people are feeling that, that that stress is actually affecting their productivity at work. We are all feeling the pinch right now.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's not just employees, is it? I noticed as well that in a in a recent article that I read, the experts are, are also predicting that this economic crisis will have a really significant impact on small businesses. Lending's gonna become tighter, borrowing costs are gonna rise. Imports could become more expensive, and you know, for me, I think that um, those changes in the economic situation, particularly with interest rates rising, could really pile on the pressure for lots of those small businesses out there. Um, and as the pound potentially further weakens, then that problem will only intensify. So I think, from our perspective, it'd be great. I think for us to share perhaps what employers could do about this, Steph.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think we've got uh, potentially an elephant in the room, which is what do uh, employers do about pay rises? And there's lots of different um, schools of thought out there. And one thing that I make sure I do on a daily, if not weekly, basis, is look at the papers to see what other companies are doing and how they are supporting their staff and how they're managing to fund pay rises or, you know, above budget their own budget pay rises. And uh, a couple of statistics: so, banking group Lloyds, Nationwide, and HSBC, and travel company British Airways have offered uh, up to two and a half thousand pounds in bonuses, which is quite an eye-watering figure if you imagine that multiplied the number by the number of employees these companies have, while food company Heinz offered staff an 11% pay rise to offset living costs. And also we might, well I've, I've been reading about John Lewis, which has offered free food to all staff between October and January and also gave all staff a £500 bonus. So employers really are kind of digging deep in their pockets, or, or the ones that we read about are, digging deep and giving uh, either one-off bonuses or much bigger than usual uh, pay rises.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's amazing, isn't it? And heartwarming to read those stories. And I think from our perspective, traditionally, we've always thought of uh, one of the best ways to show appreciation for our employees is to pay them more. But I think understandably, given all of the different pressures that businesses are facing now, most businesses are probably not in a position to actually give their staff a pay rise at the moment, or if they are able to give pay awards, they're not able to give the sorts of pay awards that potentially they would need to give to try and uh, outrun uh, inflation. I think one of the difficult things we're facing at the moment is is that in order to try and do that, you risk putting some of these companies out of business. I mean, you know, lots of businesses would find it so difficult to become profitable if they were having to give their staff regular 10 20% pay rises. Um, And I think, you know, we are in an economy where we need to ensure that our our businesses, our our economy is profitable um, and that pay rises, you know, just won't outflank inflation. And I think from our perspective as too, there's always that concern that we're adding to the problem. So by increasing wages uh, potentially either in line with or above inflation, we're actually contributing then to further inflationary effects.
1: Yeah, totally agree, Steph. I remember when Rishi Sunak, now our prime minister, of course, when he was chancellor of the exchequer, he was warning against this wage-price spiral and saying that you know the public sector had to show some uh, restraint and also private sector employers. Otherwise, we're, in this, we're locked into this vicious circle. Um, what I would say about um, you know the affordability of pay rises is that. It's a bit like your finances at home there are ways that you can cut back and make efficiencies and we've all been reading about you know people trading down the types of foods that they're buying in supermarkets and i think it can be the same for employers as well so looking at every single area of spend and making sure that you need to spend that money i'm sure uh lots of businesses can find savings by changing suppliers or doing things differently you know thinking outside of the box they finding efficiencies which then can go some way to funding pay increases for employees i think you know the proposition of going to an employee now and saying there is no uh, pay rise for you if you haven't tried to make those efficiencies is actually going to be a very difficult message to actually give
0: no, absolutely. And I think as businesses and people who run businesses, I think, you know, it's important that we're ensuring that, that the money that we do have is spent in the right places and is, is not wasted. I think all businesses could probably reflect and think where, where is money being spent and are there any areas where, where we're potentially wasting our resources? I think as well, one thing that um, I've been talking to, to, to folks um, around in Iris is perhaps also that one size doesn't fit all on this um and i think that perhaps it's it's about having a range of options for for employees and and this this links to one of the things i'm really passionate about which is businesses kind of becoming more personalized in the way that they approach how they remunerate and reward their their staff i think it's about ensuring that we you know we we we're a learning organization and that we really sort of reflect and think about when we do make changes we do make offers we do things differently um, that we're reflecting on how those worked and that we are offering a, a package of options and a package of solutions that our players are able to select. Well, what do you think, Steph? What would your advice be?
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, I do want to come back to efficiencies because I think this might be the secret or part of the secret to this problem. Because at the end of the day, we can all make, try and make our benefits go further and our pay go f- further and you know, look at things from different angles. But actually, I do think that we have got to do what we can to give pay rises when we can do them. And, you know, one of the things that uh, I see other countries doing, uh, so governments in other countries, are things like, um, you know, stopping lighting the streets in the evening and, you know, stopping non-essential work and things like that. I sit here in uh, sunny Guildford and, you know, I was observing the other day uh, the council actually changing the paving outside our house that did not need to be changed. It was perfectly adequate. But, you know, people are kind of like locked in this cycle of we've got to do these things. We've got to spend this money. And I think we can be efficient right across every area of business and also the economy as well. And I think we should do that. But in terms of your very well put questions, um, I think there are many things that businesses can uh, look at doing. Uh, so one of the things that we've done here at IRIS is for uh, a certain proportion of our employees we have uh, given them a cost of living support payment and in order for IRIS to be able to afford to do that we're actually paying that in installments out over five months which, and over the winter months which are arguably going to be the toughest months for people with energy prices rising. Then uh, my other uh, the other thing that we're doing is reviewing our ward and benefit packages and seeing if there are things that people could swap out for things that would be more meaningful right now. Um, one of the things that we are doing uh, here at Iris is you know considering pension contributions as an example, and what we're offering employees for a short period of time, because of course pensions are really, really important. We're offering people the ability to take a pension holiday, but without uh, us as an employer penalising people so normally when you take a pension holiday then you don't get your employer contribution and that's really important so in this pension holiday what we're doing is employees can uh, pause their contributions to the pension but we're continuing to pay the employer contribution and I must say there uh, this is something you do need uh, if you're thinking about going down this track you know to discuss with your business's financial advisor and also the pension company that you're working with to see if that's something that they can support as well the other thing that we are looking at at work is financial advice, uh, so we are using external third parties to help give our staff financial advice, but we're also using uh, readily made uh, and available material to run our own budgeting workshops and point people in the right direction. As an example, there's some brilliant apps out there which help you budget in real time, helps you keep to any kind of spending plan and, and starts alerting you if, you if you are going over budget. Um, employee discount schemes. So our, we have uh, encouraged our employees to look really closely at any discounts that come with our regular benefits. So, for example, with a healthcare benefit, you get free weekly coffees, you get a 50% discount on trainers, you get free monthly uh, cinema tickets and so on. So lots of ways that people can make their money go further by looking at the discounts on offer. What do you think about that, Steph?
0: Yeah, no, I I think that that those are really, really helpful, aren't they, just in terms of what might, they might appear to be just real common sense or relatively obvious things. But I think when you actually just do focus on it and take a look at exactly where you are spending money, it can be quite revealing um, as to where your money is going. And I think some tips and advice, you know, even, even so much as, you know, where you're using or borrowing money from can be so helpful in terms of how then you can ensure that the money you do have goes further uh well, i think the other thing that we've also uh, looked at and i know is very prevalent in the uh, industry at the moment um is the earned wage access uh, schemes that are out there at the moment what are your thoughts on those
1: yeah i i probably have mixed feelings on those um i think they do have um They are very very useful so these are the schemes where employees can draw down some of their salary before it's actually due in the regular pay cycle they've earned that money and they can draw it down i think that is really really useful as long as that's combined with all the other things that are going to help people uh, you know spend their money and budget their money as best they can one of the other things that we've done at iris in line with this and probably inspired by this was uh, we have allowed our employees to opt to take an advance on next year's bonus in the in the Christmas payroll in the December payroll, and I think that's a win-win. Obviously, people get to access their money uh, sooner, which is good, and that will help fund some of the costs associated with uh, you know the December holidays. Uh, But also for us, I think it gives us, you know, twice a year where we remind employees that bonuses are important. Obviously, we used to pay bonuses out once a year. So you get that nice glowing feeling when that bonus comes in your paycheck that month. And that might last a couple of weeks. And then you kind of forget about it and the kind of utility of that bonus to you you know kind of fades over the year so here we're giving people two bites of the cherry so two chances to experience having more money on a one-off basis in their paycheck
0: yeah and i think uh, company bonuses are a fabulous way aren't they for people to feel really connected and see an outcome from all the hard work and commitment that they give into a business i think from my perspective I, i agree with you i also have mixed feelings about accessing bonuses or accessing a salary um, early. I think that from the bonus perspective obviously we want to make sure that the, bon- the bonus is a discretionary bonus so we want to make sure that people are seeing it as discretionary and ensuring that when they're doing their, their financial budgets and when they're doing their household incomes that not necessarily rely on a bonus given it is discretionary and it is linked to the company's results as opposed to your Um, uh, monthly salary and I think as well we've got a duty of care to our employees not to perpetuate situations of further personal debt so I think we have to be responsible and ensure that when we do have our employees who quite rightly may need to access a bonus or access their salary uh, early that we are supporting them with the, the root cause of where, why they need to do that and that it's it's done in a financially sound way. I think another thing as well, Steph, that probably comes into this, isn't it, is for us as employers, and particularly for Iris, as a as a, a large provider of payroll services, that, you know, we do actually get a payroll right. I think it could be so enormously um, uh, difficult and, and cause such an amount of anxiety amongst amongst our employees um, and uh, the companies and their employees that we serve if, if those... Um, those salaries are not correctly paid on time and I think all businesses probably do need to make sure and be really vigilant that you know expenses are approved and authorized and signed in the right time scales that any changes to pay as a result of promotions or as a result of additional allowance are effectively and efficiently processed because you know people will be relying on those payments month in month out so I do I do think that it's important that we make sure that just the underlying day-to-day processes are as efficient as they can be.
1: Yeah, I completely agree, Steph, Really, really great point. I think payroll consistency and making sure you pay on time accurately every single time is really important because if you don't, that level of anxiety in the days leading up to when you read your payslip and get your paycheck, we just don't want any anxiety. We want it to be so reliable. So completely agree with that. Yeah,
0: I think the other thing that we've talked about as well is is asking our staff, you know, just to consider around their expenses and not having to make large payments that then they have to claim back as, as also just kind of a bit of a tip on how to manage your money. I think we, we kind of talked a lot about pay and about um, releasing pay and how we can potentially improve pay through the different uh, schemes that we've kind of considered as a result of the economic crisis. I suppose the other more traditional way that people could improve their financial well-being is, is to develop their career um, and is to perhaps move um, in, in their career path and be able to gain a role that um, has a higher value attached to it. So I think perhaps one of the things I was uh, interested in your view on is, as as well as the the practical actions we've just talked about um, before, obviously for this to be sustainable, what's really important is that we are encouraging and developing our employees so that they can progress with their career and potentially achieve a higher salary. What what do you think in terms of how we as businesses should be doing
1: that? Yeah, I think that's an amazing idea. And one of the most heartwarming things that happened and the best email I've read um, all week this week was when we sent out the cost of living email, which were were the four or five things that we were doing across the organisation, including the bonus advance, the pension holiday, the cost of living support payment, and one that I did forget to mention, which is a hardship fund where you can access uh, a non-repayable grant if something happens and you can't make ends meet. When we sent that email out, we had loads of really nice emails back, but the most heartwarming one was from an employee that said, thank you so much, this really helps. And also what has helped more is that I joined this organisation two and a half years ago in uh, an entry level position. And I have spent the last two and a half years with your support as a business, working my way up the organisation and I'm now in much more senior position. And I feel at Iris, the sky is my limit. Now that was the most heartwarming email to read because it means we're doing the right things in terms of removing any barrier for any person, for them to progress at Iris, the the best thing ever is if we fill all our vacancies from within. And we spend quite a lot of our time building people's confidence, telling people they don't need to be perfect. They just need to work hard and, you know, have a great attitude towards Iris and be really ambitious, ambitious for themselves. And we will help them move up the organisation. I think that's the most sustainable way for people to settle down their finances. And then one other thing that we have been doing actually to um, help with kind of sustainability of finances is, if people are in difficulty, we have all these things, but we're also offering people the chance to earn overtime, not just in their department, but in other departments where we have got some vacancies or we've got some extra hours. So we're training people up in different disciplines that they can have some extra money, but also have another source of reliable income coming in.
0: Yes, I think it probably leads us then, doesn't it, to kind of wrap up on on our conversation today. And I think what we have understood is that what I mean what a lovely story to hear about you know someone who one has benefited from those uh, short-term measures but two I mean that is a great sustainable story isn't it around people being able to progress their career and all the, all the great benefits that brings to the person individually in terms of helping in self-esteem and career progression, career development. For us as a business to be able to see that talent move through our organisation, be able to then show how we can retain that talent and show someone, you know, just exactly how they can progress their career with us. And I think hopefully um, the listeners out there, what you've got from this session's day is that kind of unanimously our advice is just, think twice before offering very huge and large pay awards and there are so many other ways that we can support our employees through through this cost of living crisis and also in in a sustainable way that the long-term prosperity of your businesses and I suppose most importantly your most valuable
1: assets which is which are your staff. Yeah completely agree Steph and you know as always in times of crisis there's actually a really great opportunity to examine the way that you're doing things and and try and look at things from different angles to see if you can come up with a solution that actually once the crisis has passed means that you have everyone has moved forward everyone has benefited and you're actually in a better place than you were before the crisis so completely right um chance to do things very differently um as always keep the communication channels with your staff uh, open be there for them support all aspects of their well-being and keep listening
0: 110 percent well thank you everybody for listening today we have got quite a number of other podcasts on our channel so i really hope you found this valuable um if you did please do hit subscribe and don't forget to seek us out on all the usual social media platforms That's over now from me, Steph C.
1: And me, Steph K.